0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Nat- Natasha Philion who's the Chief Executive Officer at Anglo-American Platinum, who most of you would know are one of the biggest mining companies in the world um, and one of the world's largest primary producer of platinum, accounting for over a third of the world's annual supply. Uh Natasha's uh engineering and has an engineering and processing background, uh, working for some of the biggest mining companies in the world. Um, and she is approaching her 10-year anniversary with Anglo-American, having taken the CEO role back in 2020. And it's here today to talk about Anglo-American, her career, and the mining industry in South Africa. So that's welcome, Natasha, to the podcast. How are you doing, Natasha?
1: Hi, Rob. Um, I'm doing well and quite delighted to be here with you today on Dig Deep.
0: Thank you. And I appreciate your time. I know you're uh, a busy person. Um, so I really appreciate your time. So um, you're one of the most visible faces in South African mining in the South African mining industry um, and obviously you're heading out one of the biggest PGM companies um, and being one of the few women CEOs on the JSE, uh, obviously uh, Johannesburg Stock Exchange. So I just wondered if you can tell us where it all began, a little bit about your career um, and obviously starting, from, as I mentioned, from when you graduated as your careers developed to where you are today, I just wanted to give our audience uh, an overview of of how your career has developed.
1: Rob, that's such an interesting question. I think mining is in my blood. My dad was um, a voice driver um, at the um, gold mines, so um, I grew from an early age. And this was obviously years before we had all of the um, access control and safety measurements in place. As a um, As a girl going to school I would join my dad to um, to go to work on night shift and um, after he's done his normal um, shift activities him and I would walk out onto the bank area and see where the ore comes out from underground smell the, the explosives see the settling dams that looks a little bit it was always looked like cool and calm waters like what you see behind me and um, I think that energy has started to resonate with me and it it, um, it created a bit of a curiousness about what this is all about. So, if you think about where it started, that's where it started. And I think it's, I don't think it's dissimilar to many other people in the mining industry. Many of us grew up in the shadow of the headgear. Um, from there, I had such um, amazing opportunities throughout my career in the industry. We all know that the industry allows so much opportunity um, to grow your career and to make an impact. And not dissimilar, my situation was many people who gave me opportunities, who supported me in my growth and and growth journey and, and my career. And I had an opportunity to work across many different commodities, had an opportunity to work globally um, and work literally in every aspect of mining. So despite the fact that my background is in process engineering, I was a general manager at a mine, I ran corporate affairs for Lonman during Marikana, so I literally had opportunities to try my hand at virtually every function in the industry.
0: So I just wondered if if you can give an overview of Anglo-American and obviously the the Platinum Division as as obviously you're the CEO of the Platinum Division. So I just want to give us a bit of context around obviously Anglo-American and the Platinum Division.
1: So Anglo-American is a a multi-commodity global mining company um, and with footprint across South America, um, Australia, north america and um, sub-saharan africa um so we within anglo-american there are equally opportunities to work in some of the most interesting and most complex and diverse kind of environments and commodities and i think anglo-platinum is one such a commodity i think um, your listeners would um, would agree with me that the platinum value chain is the, one of the most complex value chain from mining to to refining, um, and then if you consider it being based in a country like South Africa with significant socio economic and social political challenges, and the opportunity to make such a such an impact on on the country, um, and then not only on the country but the amazing um, application of the metals, because of its attributes, in creating a cleaner and greener future. So certainly um, a business that is committed to our purpose, reimagine mining to improve people's lives, we are absolutely driven by our values. And I think our purpose was clearly demonstrated through COVID, when as a broader Anglo-American, um, guided by our purpose we showed up I think in quite unique ways to support our employees and our host communities and I think in the end of the day it stood us in good stand it stood us in good stand with um, how every colleague comes through our guides on a daily basis and how we continue to create value and equitable value across all of our stakeholders, both our our social sh- um, stakeholders and our financial stakeholders.
0: Um, you took over the CEO uh, position during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Just wanted you to just tell us a little bit more about that. And obviously the, the timing may not have been the best, but I just wondered if you can just explain mm-hmm. um, you then moving into that position during a, obviously a difficult time.
1: Now, Rob, I think it's um, it's so relevant to who we are as a mining industry. Um, so, I walked into the role literally um, a week before we went into a hard lockdown in South Africa. And not only did we had to did we have to deal with the global pandemic, but we also had our ICP unit down for for a for a big breakdown. It was unplanned and it took out 55% of the world's BGM production. So it was quite extraordinary times that that I stepped into. But I think it's reflective of what I enjoy most about the industry we're in, is the complexity and the diversity that we get to deal with on a a daily basis. And the amazing teams of people we work with, um, because given and supported with the right resources, the The people working in the mining industry in South Africa are resilient, they are innovative, they are agile, and they know how to adapt to very difficult circumstances. We saw how the mining industry supported the economic recovery of South Africa as an as a as a country. Um, we saw how all of our colleagues returned to the workplace, adapted really quickly, to new operating environment, new safety and health measures that we had to put in place. And we got these businesses up and running really, really well. And if you, on top of all of that, look at the industry safety performance over um, specifically the last year, If if we think about coming through significant change into 2022, 2022 was the safest year in the history of mining in South Africa. We still, I need to point out as an industry, lost 44 of our colleagues in industry due to fatal incidents, but it is the lowest in history. And as a company for Anglo-American Platinum, we've seen some of the lowest um, freak injury frequency rates in the history of the company. And I think it all comes back to um, as an industry, as I said, innovation, agility, resilience. And not only coming back and making a difference in the country, but doing it in a safe and sustainable way.
0: Yeah. Obviously, what, what were some of the major challenges you faced stepping into that CEO role during, during obviously, the, that time three years ago? And also as the Platinum Group, what challenges have you faced over the last yeah. three years?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's some interesting questions. So... Let's start with me personally. Yeah. I think personally, my biggest challenge is I got locked down in South Africa and my entire family got locked down in Australia. So, and as somebody who I've always said, I will never live in Joburg, I woke up on the first morning of um, hot lockdown in the middle of Joburg, looking out and um, there's just nothing, not a movement of a day. So um, personally, that took a minute for me to breathe and say, oh, my gosh, what what did I get myself into? But obviously, too late to to turn around. And then it was around how do we take decisions in a world where we don't have a clue what's coming our way? We do not know how this pandemic is going to um, develop. You hear all of these stories coming through on social media on how people are dying and people are losing loved ones. And we do not know where the end of this is. We also didn't have any income. And uh, with a hard lockdown, most of our businesses obviously came to an end and and the mining industry was stopped as as many other industries were. And we have 24,000 of our own employees and another 7,000 contracting employees that we're accountable for. That was probably one of those moments that you say, oh, my gosh, how do I trade off long-term sustainability and protecting the balance sheet of a business whilst making sure we're doing the right thing to our colleagues. And um, I think, um, Rob, that is where something like a purpose then becomes so um, important for us to really test ourselves against our purpose. And, And again, as I said earlier, our purpose, reimagining mining to improve people's lives. And If ever that was a guiding light to say, well, this is how you should then approach it. And we did. We paid colleagues right through the entire pandemic. We continued to pay some of our vulnerable colleagues who couldn't come back to work for a long time after that. And we've seen some of the best financial performance in the the history of of our company. Now, and and I think it was... It was in that moment that you really don't know what the future holds, but you need to make decisions with um, what, with the best, um, with the information that you have at hand. the The next thing that then came is how do we start up this operation safely? Um, again, do not have a clue on what this holds. Do not know how we put people back underground in confined spaces, and how we step through um, going out to sites, making sure that. As far as humanly possible, we understand the impact or the the, um, environment our colleagues are going to come back to, and how we make it as safe as possible for them to come back into that environment, because safety is always top of mind. And as we slowly and very deliberately started up our operations, we obviously started to see how we now get cash flow back in the business and start to make a bigger impact to society to government and to our shareholders. The next one was then, uh, um, and then I'll stop with that, and it's safety-related, it's efficiency-related, it's the technical guts of our business, was with our ICP, and it, ICP is an acronym for our Anglo-Converter Plant. It's a um, bespoke design that, um, that we use here at Anglo Platinum. How do we operate um, a furnace that was meant to be stripped down, to be rebuilt? And um, actually very tricky to operate safely. How do we operate this furnace safely whilst we rebuild the furnace where we had an explosion? And again, the teams, the technical resilience, technology, very deliberately stepping through every phase and every day making deliberate decisions on, is it safe to continue to run or isn't it safe to continue to run? And by the end of the year, Around middle October, the team came back and said, it's not safe. We cannot continue to run this furnace anymore. And we stopped. And we stopped the 55% of the global PGM production um, for close to a month until the new furnace um, rebuild was done and we could could safely start that up. And I think, Rob, those are the kind of decisions that there's always a balance, I think, between – looking after the safety of our colleagues looking after the reliability of our assets while continuing to look after the value that we add to our shareholders and society and it's always a very very fine balance that we need to trade i believe
0: that brings us nicely on to sort of my next question in from your view what sets uh, Anglo American Platinum, apart from some of your other mining companies in the same space.
1: Well, I'll st- I'll end with the most important one, but I'll the, the 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 items I'm going to talk about is equally important, but I'll end with the most important one. But firstly, Anglo Platinum has got tier one assets. We uh, without a doubt have the highest quality platinum mines or all bodies available globally. Um, we've looked far and wide and we know that all of our assets are the best. It's long term assets, uh, minimum life of 30 years in terms of reserves, much longer in terms of resources. Not only do we have that, but we also have an integrated value chain into a processing division. Now, that integrated mine through to processing is something that is really um, important in the BGM industry because it brings um, a real strategic advantage as a barrier to entry into the market. And it is something that um, we need to protect Um, in terms of the asset reliability of those assets and making sure that you will know the mining renews all the time. You blast, you get a new working area. You blast, you get a new working area. When it comes to your assets, your fixed assets, um, mobile assets to a large extent is the same. You can replace um, big portions of your truck, but basically there is a unit that you can replace the moment you get into fixed assets, the maintenance and reliability of those assets are really important. So how you link the life and your asset strategy on maintenance to the full life of asset of our um, of our minds and with minds that, um, as I say, 30 years, 50 years. This is the um, this is what we need to protect in terms of the asset integrity of all of our assets. So I think that's that's the first portion of it. The second portion is obviously we do have the, um, um, the, the capital and um, the trust of our investors to continue to make the right capital decisions. And I believe we've got a very strong capital allocation framework where how we take decisions around the sustainability of our business, the life extension of our business, and then growth. How we pull um, the whole ESG into taking capital allocation, making capital allocation, and then making sure that um, we, we give the due returns to um, to our shareholders. We are one of only a handful of mining companies that in the last two decades, dollar for dollar or rand for rand, Invested as much capital into the business as we have returned to our shareholders, and I think that's underpinning, uh, underpinned by our strong allo, um, allocation um, capital allocation framework. And then, lastly, is people, um, acknowledging that the all bodies we're working with um, belongs to the people of the country. We are. Um, we are endowed with those um, with those assets and entrusted to extract maximum value um, in a sustainable manner we're using the capital of our investors to enable us to do that but without our people and the communities in which they live in we won't be able to do it if we're talking innovation if we're talking the technical expertise the excellence in extracting metal are out of our all body and um I, in my 32-year career, had an opportunity to work with many teams. This team is unique in their ability to deal with adverse conditions, not only through what the global pandemic threw at us or the challenges within a mining um, environment, but also the challenges within a South African context that um, we don't only take it on, learn, live, and get better through that, we also continue to impact and making sure that we, we play our role in making South Africa better.
0: You recently announced that you're going to be leaving Anglo American Platinum to take up a COO role at Newmont.
1: What are, what are
0: or what have been your achievements and failures at Anglo American Platinum?
1: I think firstly, um our safety record um i have to to point out that and i will never get bullish when we talk about safety it is with a deep sense of gratitude that i'm able to say that we've made some real inroads in our in our safety performance secondly and going hand in hand is that we've made a fundamental change in the culture of this business It is a culture where um, we're working and we will never be perfect. It is a big team of people and it will take and it takes a long time to really entrench a culture. But we have made significant inroads in building a culture where people are physically and mentally safe to come to work on a daily basis through changing the way we work. Culture is not something that, um, that is a kumbaya session or a soft approach. It is in our systems and processes and changing that so that people are coming to work, they are safe to do their work, and they are ready and empowered to do a productive day's work. That's our contract, right? That's our basic contract between us as an employer and our colleagues coming through um, through the gate. And I think through system changes, we've made a significant impact on the culture we've put back a number of basic building blocks. Now I'm talking to a mining society, I'm talking mining 101. And I think that's probably the one thing that I always feel most sad about it, that as an industry, we always go through these cycles. We get all of the building blocks in place and we're really good. And then for some reason it falls off and then we start and we build it up again. And it, we were in a building cycle. Um, So we had to put many of the building blocks in place. And um, I trust that the team now has got a really good platform to move forward um, at at pace. What do I regret? I regret the fatalities that we had. Um, We lost um, four of our own colleagues another four um, of our um, non-managed, four colleagues in our non-managed JVs. Um, if I can turn the clock back and I can work harder in the first couple of months to prevent all of that from happening, I think that is certainly my biggest um, biggest regret. I think the ability to move faster um, is and move faster to put some of these building blocks in place. Because we were still until very recently busy to figure out what of the what was some of these building blocks that weren't in place. And moving faster would have allowed us to be better prepared now for a period of downturn in, um, in commodity prices. I think those are definitely some of my learnings and, and some of the reflections that I will take forward.
0: What are you looking forward to about moving to uh, the the US and Newmont?
1: Yeah, I think to to think about what I'm looking forward to is certainly I need to start with. Um, it's a bittersweet moment for me, and it's it's also with significant regret that I'm um, lifting my um, my roots out of South Africa and moving moving abroad. Um, I think what I'm regretting most is exiting um, an industry that is complex and vibrant in terms of the BGM industry. I know that I'm going to miss so many aspects of of this business. I'm going to miss my team. Um, Every rock roll operator I sat down and had conversations around mining underground um, up to the my direct um, team in the platinum management committee. I'm going to miss my country. Um, The reality is my roots run deep into this country and lifting that and moving um, is is never a, never an easy thing. but I'm continued, I'm absolutely committed to continue to shine the light for South Africa and the, and the benefits and value that we have as a country to add to the global, to the globe in terms of the energy transition, the minerals that we have that will play a critical role in the energy transition. Um, And our ability to export renewables, and I know South Africans, we, we cringe and say, oh my gosh, we don't even have enough energy for ourselves. The reality is, if we can see beyond our current challenges, because we will get beyond the current challenges, the future holds so much more for us because of um, the benefits we have in our country, not due to our mineral resources, but also our natural resources in sun, in in sun and wind. And I will certainly continue to to shine a light on on the real needs and the real um, um, capabilities and abilities from from our country. And I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to the next step in my career. Um, I'm going to work in jurisdictions I've never worked in. Um, I am going to draw from the lessons and the learnings that I got from the South African industry, and I will have an opportunity to apply that in many different jurisdictions. I will have an opportunity to work in the the mining industry in the developed world that I've never had an opportunity to. And I'm certainly most um, looking forward to apply all the skills and knowledge that I've obtained while working in this um, amazing country and an amazing company.
0: What do you think the South African mining industry will remember you for?
1: What will they remember me for? I think some people will probably feel upset with my narrative around renewables. Um, But um, I'm hoping that I will be remembered for um, the fact that we brought change into the industry, change on how we collaborate in the industry, um, change how we look at an inclusive and diverse workplace, changing our approach to gender-based violence in, in the industry, and um, the, the work that we've done in leading the market development um, work to ensure uh, markets future markets for our metals as we uh, maneuver through the energy transition.
0: I know it's uh, Women's Month in South Africa. Uh, with Women's Day being celebrated on the 9th of uh, August, can you tell me what what about, I suppose, what's important about being a South African woman mean to you?
1: Rob, if I look at the um, South African women around me and I look at some of my colleagues, um, the likes of Nelita Fukudi and the likes of Mpumizikalala and my direct team, um, Virginia Chebeca and Yvonne Mforlu and Namondi on the call here with us, is um, it is women that brings with them the history of the struggle, understanding what it needs, what it takes to fight for your rightful place in the sun. Not only from where we came from racially, but also where we came from a full inclusion and diversity point of view. When I talk to women underground, i recently been underground at a a model build and I had the opportunity to talk to two locomotive drivers, two female locomotive drivers. They start their morning three o'clock in the morning so that they can get to work, do a full productive safe days work to look after their families. Those are the kind of resilience that I believe um, is inherent to South African women. We work through all of the different cultural diversities that we have as a country. Now, with 11 official languages, that is the cultural diversity we're talking about. And each of them comes with uh, its own societal expectations and different expectations from women. But we get up in the morning, we put our lipstick on, we arrive at work and we do a proper day's work very often under very difficult circumstances where the pathway is not always clear but the women in the mining industry stand up and they make themselves count they don't run away even from GBV and I was reminded just this morning about a conversation I had with a senior um, woman working underground a mine and she was wearing a one-piece overall um, on the day that we went underground and I was curious about it because for as, as in being in the mining industry for so long, we've we've worked really hard to get PPE that's suited for women and generally women say, well, they want a two piece overall because it's easier to, to maneuver underground. And um, so I was curious, why are you are not wearing a two piece overall? And her reflection was, it's more difficult to get a one piece off in, in case I get sexually assaulted underground. Now that's a senior woman in the industry. But the reality is she's still there. She's still there. She's still making an impact. She's working through all of those adverse um, ad- adversities. Um, and she is breaking ceilings for women to come after her. And that is what makes me to be but really proud of women in this country, not only in, in our industry, is the absolute can-do resilience. We're gonna stick it out, we're gonna make it work, and we're gonna path the way for women to follow.
0: What advice can you give any female mining professionals in our industry who, who wants to strive and be where, where you are, uh, maybe heading up a major mining company?
1: I think, Rob, that's for women and and probably any young person entering into into the mining industry. Um, I think at the core is be curious about what the industry is about. Go and learn from the people who make the work happen on a daily basis. There's no better coaches and mentors in this industry than the rock drill operators and the artisans and the operators in the plant. They understand the business. They know how to do that. That's the first one. Secondly, and as I said earlier, be advocates and support your fellow women in the workplace. We have seen significant um, improvements in the the, um, representation of women in the workplace. And the more we support each other, both inside the workplace and outside the workplace, we will continue to change the culture and the physical workplace to be more suitable for full inclusion and diversity. And interestingly enough, it very often makes the workplace safer and healthier for everybody, not only for women. Um, And no job is ever too big or too small. Um, Get dirt under your fingernails. Um, The one thing that it has been clear for me as I took steps in my career, it also always looked very elaborate and very glamorous to have the the CEO um, designation. The reality is in the end of the day, the CEO, like an operator, has a job to do. We have accountabilities that that we need to pull through on a daily basis. It takes hard work and diligence and there's no shortcut to that. There's absolutely no shortcut. Take the time, get dirt under your fingernails, Don't ever say no for a job. Doesn't matter how big or small it is. And lastly, draw your boundaries. In a world that we know that GBV, gender-based violence, is still a pandemic in our environment, do not be afraid to, to, to draw your boundaries. Be very clear on what those are, and you will be respected for it. And where those boundaries are transgressed, take the courage and speak up and let's continue to support each other to be able to speak up in the workplace.
0: I've got two more questions. What do you think the outlook is for the South African mining industry in, I suppose, the short and medium term?
1: Rob, I think in the near term, it's gonna be challenging. We've seen a drop in commodity prices. We've seen inflationary pressures coming through. We've seen um, the, the, the RAND the weakening. All of those factors certainly playing a big role in putting quite a bit of pressure on the margins for, for the industry. We've seen the industry doing as much work as they could whilst the commodity prices were higher. At the same time, in this process, we're going through all of the challenges that we have, crime and corruption in our country, infrastructure, both rail, roads, um, and of course um, energy I should have actually said energy rail and roads but as an industry we've always been impactful to play a role in those in those areas and we've seen how Partnerships with our government are developing really well and how these Partnerships are um, paying um, paying its way in in addressing these real issues that we have so we don't have the luxury of standing back and saying we don't want to address these. Whilst we have the inflationary pressures, we have to do the work to address address these challenges. And as we we work through this, it is important for us to obviously keep an eye on the safety and sustainability of, um, of our industry and making sure that we do the right fundamental work to address the inflationary pressures as well as the operating environment that we're operating in. And then lastly, the political uncertainty. We're going into into elections next year, and we can see how this political uncertainty is already playing itself out in so many ways. And without a doubt, as an industry, we are always impacted by that environment um, that we operate in.
0: And lastly, what's the outlook for yourself Obviously over the next uh short and medium term. Obviously you're you're moving to the US. What 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 kind of achievements do you want to, to um I suppose work towards over the coming three to five years?
1: Gosh, that's a that's a big question. Well, firstly, yeah. I want to um, I'm very excited about the uh, my successes appointment, Craig Miller. I think it's so well deserved. He has been part of how we shaped this company over the last, well, with me all of this time. He's been part of all of the challenges we're working through. So I think really well-deserved and good continuity for him to continue the work that we started in the last um, last three and a half years. Then I want to get my feet under the table at Newmont and truly make use of the learnings of my 32-year career and understand how I, um, I get value out of those and giving value back to, um, to another amazing team of people. I was very deliberate in my decision making around Newmont, understanding their purpose, understanding their values, getting to know key members of their teams. That was an important decision making for me. And I can only hope and trust that I will take the learnings and um, and and Help to develop people and develop that um, that company further. And um, who knows? You're doing the best job you can in the moment that you're at, and the future will will look after itself. And I believe that um, there's still in my team. I still have ten years left in the industry, and I'm still intending to use that to continue to make an impact.
0: Right. Natasha, really thank you. Appreciate your time for uh, coming onto the podcast, sharing your story and your successes and also failures, uh, which you um, highlighted and really wish you well in uh, your new uh, venture uh, in the US and with Newmont. Um, so really appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your, uh, your story.
1: Thank you, Robin. It's been a pleasure and um, all the best for everybody in the industry. Exciting times ahead, no doubt
0: yeah thank you very much um thank you for listening hope you enjoyed that episode um obviously and um, you can follow anglo-american platinum story uh, via their website um if you want to see any updates in what in what they're looking to achieve and uh, obviously their operations as well so really appreciate your continued support please keep sharing these episodes Amongst people within the industry, but also people outside of the industry uh, to show what mining is about um, and how how it benefits our everyday, day-to-day living. So I really appreciate your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining helping each other to improve the
1: mining industry.